Greetings and welcome to the MHIS Humanities Podcast channel, your own digital classroom. I am Caleb Stokes, the head of the Humanities Department at MHIS and the digital curator of this collection. This channel serves as the hub for all audio material produced in the Humanities Department of Manor Hall International School in Al Ain, United Arab Emirates. The topics you will be exposed to on this channel vary greatly as the material is created in a multitude of classes, including World War I, globalization, global citizenship, philosophy, current events, and even gaming and strategy. The types of material created on this channel will also vary greatly. Much of it is student initiated. You may hear an interview with a student during a simulation, a dramatic reading of a letter sent from the front lines of World War I, a poem created by a student in an attempt to empathize with the plight of refugees, a guided meditation created by a philosophy student, or any number of other creative audio material. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Crime Class. This is Shama and Sara. They are in charge of what crime again? Serial killing and torturing. Serial killers and torturing, a very sunshine and joyful topic. Um, that's a joke, Ahmed. That's not, it's not actually a sunshiny topic. But anyways, um, tell us what serial killing actually means. What's the definition or what is serial killing? Um, the definition from um, the dictionary is the illegal manslaughter of three or more people, often in the service of psychological pre- uh, pleasure. Okay, so three or more people, psychological pre- pleasure, pleasure are kind of the definitional things that matter. Okay, um, and what have you learned that's interesting about it so far? There are a lot of interesting cases about serial killers. Um, I would say that some serial killers have some different styles. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Okay. But um, serial killers often have a, either a specific weapon or a specific way of killing their victims. Okay. Um, okay, Sarah, what do, what do you think has been interesting about serial killers so far? Uh, it's kind of like what you said, the pattern... Of like how they how they kill people. It's interesting that they have like a yeah like a their set way of doing things. Yeah, like their signatures. The signatures and yeah. kind of like their fingerprints. Yeah, almost, exactly. Which helps them get caught, right? Yeah. As far as the TV shows tell me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, isn't it they they kind of like doing that because like they leave clues behind and stuff like that, right? And like they kind of want to get caught to get that like. Or they at least want to be known. Yeah, exactly. They they're doing it to for their own pleasure and also in the end to be known for what they did. It's okay. kind of like a game. Yeah, exactly. Some of them, yeah, it does does come off more like a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else has been interesting? What? Okay. Well, actually, no. We'll go over to torture. Uh, what's the what's our definition that we're basing torture on? Um, the illegal inflicting of severe pain on another as punishment or sometimes psychotic pleasure. Okay, and what has been what has stuck out to you as being interesting about that? Well, hmm, 
Anything? Well, I would say maybe torturing. It's I would say it's even worse than killing because it's kind of they have to live through the pain. And for serial killers, I don't know why I feel kind of more uh, sympathetic for the victims of torturers than serial killers. Okay. Because if it's serial killers, they don't have to feel continuous pain, while torturing is kind of yeah. continuous pain and agony. Okay. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, you'd yes. rather be just killed than yeah. tortured, right? Yeah. And Have you looked into some of the methods of torture, or are we still in the kind of like what torture is realm? There are different types. There is psychological, and there is either emotional or physical. Okay. Interesting. What would you consider like emotional torture? A loved one, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Because it's or something you're emotionally attached to, maybe either threaten or kind of use them in the subject while you're torturing, which also includes in the psychological kind of torture. Okay. And what experts have you come up with as people who you might want to contact about either one of these? Um, we found uh, one, one of the famous torturers that we read about, Vlad the Impaler. We found a website about historians uh, that found his remains and like that studied him and okay. like that. So we found like the you could read the like the the files and like everything that they wrote about him. Okay. Everything they left behind. Yeah. And what about with the any others? For the treasures or serial Either one. What's an interesting expert that you'd like to contact? Something I found interesting is that there is more experts for serial killers than torturers. Mm -hmm. hmm. So nowadays I'm seeing that serial killers are a bigger topic than torturers. Huh. Do you think that, and this is a little off script of what we were supposed to talk about on this, but do you think that the fact that there's so many more movies and TV shows about serial killers mm -hmm. than about torture, do you think that that has made people study that more, or is it because people have studied that more? I'd say because fame nowadays is something really big, something everyone wants. And if you idolize a person or um, a case of a murder, it kind of is big news if you um, solve the case. Okay. I feel like for torturers, like torture in general, it's much, it's like more disturbing than mm. just killing. Like there are disturbing ways of uh, how serial killers have killed people, but torture feels like it's much, it's like more disturbing to talk about. Because okay. like there are we don't want to talk about torture yeah. as much as yeah. we're okay with is, talking about serial killers. Yeah, even though it's just as interesting. Okay. All right, and what if you got a historian on the phone who, or a police officer, or a journalist, or something that has experience with either one of these? What would be a question you'd want to ask? What would be some information you'd want to get from them? Well, I want to say how did they get through it? Since if you go through all this, it's kind of shocking. You're going to be in a state of shock. So, how did they recover from it? So, like victims. Yeah. Okay. So if they were a victim, I would say, I would ask how um, 
the victims kind of recovered because it's a big topic and it's something big that happens to your life. So it's kind of hard to recover from it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And same for you? Yeah. Yes. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we go? Um, I think that's all. All right. We'll catch up with you guys in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Welcome back to Crime Class. I'm here with Zane and Mustafa. What crime are you talking about? We're talking about identity theft. Identity theft. Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's a fraudulent practice of using another person's name and personal information in order to obtain credit loans. That's identity theft. Okay, so using someone else's name or information to or money. get money, mm-hmm. in a sense. Okay. What has been interesting about that, Mustafa? Uh, how it's interesting is because how how long does it take them to catch it? Like catch the criminals, and it's like an easy way for like people that don't have money to get one. Okay. Uh, how are you saying that it usually takes a long time to find these guys? Or yeah, a few years. A few what? A few years. Really? Mm-hmm. That's and a long time to not catch someone. Yes, Mustafa, and something. Um, really like important is that there have been like about 3 million um, occasions of um, identity theft in uh, 2018 and this year it's 1.8 million people so far or last year 2019 yeah okay so multiple million cases is that in the world or in the US Uh, in the world that's a lot of cases of identity theft yeah, and we have ways to prevent, we have ways to prevent it. How can you prevent it? We can uh, place a credit report security freeze, which is like freezing your credit while they they charge yeah. steal the money. And then cancel that. And okay. you can order your free credit reports, which is like you can get multiple locks, multiple passwords on it, and you can um, like not share your number, or you can. Um, as I said, make multiple passwords. Okay. We have um, two professionals, which are their 34-year-old Rosalinda Garcia and 36-year-old Mark Fenton. They were found to have more than 80 credit cards, 100 Ooh. checks, and vehicle registration paperwork, all stolen and obtained legally in their house. Equipment were used like at their house to make fake checks, so when the police started investigating in November, when multiple victims reported that mail had been stolen from their homes, which led to their identities being stolen, and unauthorized credit cards were op- were being opened in their names, and money was being taken from the checking accounts. That's why I think they're experts. Okay, so there's those are criminals, yes? Yeah, they're like... What would you like to ask them about? What would you need to know from them? I'd like ask them why they would do this and like how how do they have the patience to to just do this because it takes a really long time okay. to, to actually hack someone's credit card. Okay. And First would, of all, what uh, what uh, expert would you like to talk to? What okay. kinds of experts? Mike Fenton. I forgot his name. Mike Fenton. Mike Fenton. What does he do? Uh, he has like this app. I don't, I don't know, he's, he does like interviews and stuff. 
and he has this I forgot what's this app called oh well, I forgot his name doesn't matter uh, he has like this app that he like tells people what to do and just like like to advise people so he's giving people advice on how not to get their identity stolen or yeah, what uh, yeah okay so what would you like to ask him or talk to him about nothing he wrote all his information on his website so there's nothing else you can learn. Like you're using him as an expert, but he's already given you all the information. Yeah. So he's more like a resource yeah. in that sense. Okay, is there anybody that you specifically want to talk to to get more information? Uh, the criminals that he was talking about. Okay. I was, I was gonna ask them the same question. How like how long does it take you to like find an account? Uh, why do you do it? And so. Okay. And how much money do you take? So we also found out that they. If you like actually how long you go to jail is that like for you for doing it for doing identity theft for like stealing money and stuff it would lead up to a year in jail or um it could cause up to several several years and uh, a lot of fines with it <clears throat> okay finish anything else no, no. Fine. all right well i'll catch up with you guys later Welcome back to Crime Class. We're here with Saeed and Khalid. They are talking about Grand Theft Auto as their project topic. Uh, Khalid, what is Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto is basically like when a person steals a car that's not his. And so, like, it occurs. Um, it occurs often, and mostly, I what I researched so far mostly occurs in the U.S. Like, and billions of dollars worth of damages. Really, billions. Like, um, a couple of billions. A couple worth. of billions. Also, Aran to Khalid, um, definition is every person who is in operation of a motor vehicle without the consent. From the registered owner, which could basically get him to go to jail for a felony or sometimes, okay. some cases, misdemeanor. So operating a vehicle without the consent of the registered owner. Correct. That's a, that's a legal yeah. way of saying stealing a car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or borrowing without asking or some other similar thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> what has been interesting about learning about this so far? is the way how they steal the car and how they get caught with the vehicle. So, like, people, they steal the vehicles, but they don't realize that the vehicles can get tracked down by the police. So it makes them more interesting on how they can, like, get away from the police with basically the crime Grand Theft Auto. That's what basically, because, like, some people, they steal vehicles and people and officers take them, like, years and years to catch them. Okay. That's very interesting how, how like, they could use methods or tactics. Okay. What I've learned, like, is that some people, they steal a car, then they don't want to get caught, so they just give it to someone. And it's, like, they give it to their loved ones or, like, a family member. And then, like, the person that, um, the person that they gave it to... He um he or she goes to jail like um, for only for like um I don't know how long you don't know how long the the, I, the sentences it's um, mostly a year or more or they could basically for lawyer comes they could get like at least a ticket for about more than five hundred thousand dollars 
Well, depending on the uh, price of the vehicle. But no matter, even if like the car costs him like $10,000 or $5,000 and he sold it without consent, he still gets, um, goes to jail. But depending on how far, like how um, much the vehicle costs, it costs more or more jail time. Okay, why do people, what are, why do people steal cars? What are they actually doing with it? They steal vehicles mostly because they're mostly, I should say, in poverty state or they're, they have no money, they have no type of transportation. And so they commit crimes that are sometimes basically not intended, but they need to. And sometimes it's just basically a person just intends to go and steal the vehicle. But it's mostly if uh, they need a type of transportation or... So they steal anyway. it to use it. Exactly. Okay. Use it and sell it. Okay. Use it and or sell it. Yeah. But any criminal way to sell to other to other criminals. Okay. Colin, what do you uh, <clears throat> what experts do you have that you would like to talk to? What I'd like to talk to is like people who actually got um, like um, their car stolen. So victims. Yeah, so victims. Okay. Because I can understand like what what was wrong with the car and like in the car b before it, and like if they found it, and like I can see how in the state after, it and how did they pick, how did the criminals take the car? Okay, so the process of a car being stolen, you want to know more about that? Yes. Okay, Said, what do you want to know more about? Um, I like I I like mostly like to contact detectives because they're the most people that kind of like connect all the patterns together to try to find the people. And I want to see how, like, some cases could take, like, more than months or years mm. and why, what causes that and what, basically, tips that they use to solve the case or see what, what caused this case at first. Okay. Like a conflict or something. Oh, okay. Because there are cases where, like, there's a conflict between two people and one of them is the owner of a vehicle, and another person just grabs the keys and just steals the vehicle without the consent. Mm. So okay. there are cases. And uh, today we were looking at how many times this happens in countries. Did you find any numbers for that? Um, yeah. There were about, in America, there was about more than a million, a million cases in the U.S., about Grand Theft Auto from like all the years together. All the years together, yeah. starting. Do you know when? Um, I think it was like nineteen ninety something. Okay. Nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety seven, something like that. So a lot. Yeah. You can go a lot. Yeah, like a decade. Ago. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot in the last thirty years. Yeah. Okay, college. Did you find any other, any different numbers that were interesting? Like um, when I was searching up, when I was searching it up, um, I actually searched up in America. And like it um, reported um, cases around five million, five point five million. That's what I searched. Okay. That's what I found. I'm looking at Japan right now, and I can't find anything. Okay. And also, um, the punishments are sometimes a restitution, which is a repayment okay. to the victim. There's a fine, and there's a probation. And there's a trial. Okay. So there's a lot of different things that yeah. can go as depending but on the mostly, situation. It's mostly a felony charge. It's not really a misdemeanor unless there are certain states or mm. cases. What okay. I found, what I found is that like an inexpensive vehicle, which is like under fifteen hundred dollars, can be punished by like a year of jail, 
and if it's like um a car valued over two hundred thousand dollars, you can go to you get a first degree felon felony offense, and punishable by five to ninety nine years of prison. Dang. Interesting. Yeah. So and it's also, more about like the money yeah, value about, of the car. It's mostly about the value of the car. Interesting. And also, on, um, Grand Theft Auto has many types of theft, I shall say. Um, one of them is car, uh, carjacking, which goes along with Grand Theft Auto. It's when you force someone or try to threaten them or intimidate, intimidate them to get out of the vehicle and steal their vehicle from them. And that could lead you to getting more than a $300,000 citation and more than 15, 15 years of jail if you used force, depending on non-lethal or lethal oh, force. Okay. So it's kind of like assault, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will catch up with you in a couple weeks then. All right. We're back in crime class. We're with Muhammad Salam. Hello, Muhammad Salam. Hello. What is your crime? And tell us about it. Prison break. Speak up. Prison break. Prison breaks. All right. And what is, what, why did you pick prison breaks? Because you don't, you put that on them. What? You put that on them. Oh, you, you were randomly assigned to prison yes. break. All right. So yes. what have you learned so far that you find interesting? Because it happened before 1,000 years. Ready? Okay. So it's been happening for a long time. Tell me yes. about that. Is people like every, uh, like every hundred years, people start getting ways. Do you know how do how they run out of prison? Okay. And until now, but uh, like now, prisons are like secured, so now it's very hard for them okay. to leave. Okay. Um, do you know any famous prison breaks, or like interesting examples of prison breaks? Yes. Give me one. You know, for El Chapo son. Yes. They let him in Mexico go. Because they were killing old people. Interesting. Interesting. What about a big prison break with like a bunch of people running out? That was in Texas. In Texas? Yes. That's my home state. You're talking about my home state now. I'm saying home state. Very good. Because there's a prison break? I'm a star. No. No? I'm saying very good to Texas. Oh, okay. Huh. Give me 10%. <laughs> I'm not going to give you points for saying Texas is good. Okay, there was prison break, I think 25 people. 25 people left prison in yes, Texas. Yes, but uh, it was in 1971. Okay. But they caught them after six months. The, uh, they, they caught everyone in six months. Yes, but there are only two people that are still hiding until now. Really? Yes. We still don't know where they are? Yes. That's cool. What did they do? Do you know? Yes. They do. You know Mr. Hitman? Oh, yeah? Yes, they do like and they wear, and then they let the other people go out. They give them gun and like that, they run. Interesting. Hmm. Do you remember their, the names of the people that they haven't found yet? Uh, no, I have a video. You have the video of it? Okay. Yes. Interesting. Uh, what experts would you like, what kinds of experts would you like to talk to? To talk to? Mm-hmm. Who's expert here? Not here, no. The people you looked up, remember? Ah. The people that you would want you to talk to. You know, Mr. That make movie. You want someone who makes a movie? Okay. Who else? Only the person make movie. What about the you looked up the other day about uh, people who work in prisons? Yes, there. Uh, you let me to see Texas, North Carolina, and like that. 
Okay, so why, what would you like to talk to them about? Why, what would you ask them? I would ask them to do good. Huh? To do good. You would ask them to do good or you would ask them about prison this, breaks? Uh, no, I would ask them to have more securities. But they're not... Uh, are you trying to help people have fewer prison breaks or are you trying to discover or learn about prison breaks? I learned even some countries... If you run out of prison, but uh, you're like, you didn't steal anything, it's illegal. Hmm. There are some countries. What country? You don't know? Uh, I think Mexico. I don't know. You said. You're the one in charge. You're the expert. Oh, wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay, I'll ask that question in a couple weeks and you need to have an answer, okay? No, no, wait, wait. I know, I know. Wait, let me remember. Oh, just let you remember while you type it into Google, yes? How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? They me? wouldn't know, that's true. Yes, you put to mute, you put. No, you it's put? not on mute. It's not ah, on mute. Why you read? It's red because it's not on mute. If it was on mute, the microphone... No, I don't touch that. Why? <laughs> because you don't want to be on mute. I want to hear you. Why? You will not understand anything I say. Everyone understands what you say. <laughs> You're yeah. speaking very clearly. It's very nice right now. No, no. What nice? I know what you're saying. All right. Thank you very much. We'll catch up with you later. That's Muhammad Salam, everyone. All right. We're back in crime class. We're with Omar and Ziad. They're talking about money laundering. Tell us what that is. Money laundering is a common element in almost all serious and organized crimes. It enables criminals to hide the, their wealth in banks and to not let banks see how, many, how much money they have and avoid procurements and avoid taxes and uh, fund further crime, criminal activity. Okay, so it's about money, obviously, and hiding money or printing fake money. It has to do with a lot of times printing fake money, which is different, right? What's you remember what that's called? Counterfeiting. Counterfeiting, right? So it's not the same as counterfeiting, but it does go into that realm a little bit. So what's the most interesting thing you've discovered so far about money laundering, Omar? Um it's um there's a it's present in a lot of countries. Uh, and uh, there are huge amounts of money laundered every year in many countries. For example, in Australia, um, approximately 15 billion Australian dollars uh, each year has been laundered uh, from 15 billion to 10.6 billion. Okay, Zia, anything, what do you find interesting? That, like, when you do money laundering, the punishments are very high. Like, um, it can reach up to a 500,000 500, uh, fine and up to 20 years in prison in some countries. 20? Up to 20 years for money laundering. Yes. yes. Okay. Do, uh, it depends on the amount of money you launder. Okay. And that... It's not in every country. In, in a country has it, and another country is lower and higher. Okay. In your mind, like, what? A, how do you money launder? That's always been confusing to me. I don't know exactly how um, to do that. F 
for you basically send a bunch of uh, drug money, a small amount of drug money into an offshore account in another country, and then you redeposit redeposit that. Uh, you deposit that money and then you withdraw it again in clean money. Okay. What is that? Like why? Why do why do they have to do that? Like why does it matter to change the bills essentially? Because it's drug money. How do we know that it's drug money? Uh, from the serial number on the cash. Okay, so that's one reason. Yeah. Okay, so we got we need to figure out a little more about why money laundering is a thing. Yeah, because not everybody knows, or not all this money. It's not always about the serial numbers. It's got it's there's more to it than that. So that's next for you guys. What about uh, experts? Have you found any experts for this? Um, no, no, we tried, but there were not any contact. Um, who would you like to talk to? What kinds of people would you like to talk to? Probably movie directors that did about that movie because they they must have had like deep research into that topic. Topic. Hey, yeah. Do you know any movies that are about this? Um, I know one show. Which one? Uh, I don't remember Ozark? its name. No. Because that's a good one about money laundering. I like that one. Yeah, I watched like a couple of episodes from that. Um, but there's one with three girls in it, um, three females, and um, they rob a grocery store that turns out to have drug money. Mm. And then they work for the drug lord and they launder money for him. Okay. Um, so let's see. What If you could talk to a movie director who's done a movie about this or somebody who's written about it, about this, what would you want to ask them? What's one thing? Um, what was their inspiration for this? Like, for the movie? Yeah. Okay. Ziad, what would you ask? Mm, I think I would ask them, why did you decide to write about money laundering and from where did you get your information? Okay. And I'd like to go deep in the topic with them. All right. Anything else? Um, would you like to know about the history of money laundering? I would love to know about the history of money laundering. The term of money laundering was first used at the beginning of the 20th century to label the operations that in some way intended to legalize the income uh, derived from the illicit activity, thus facilitating their entry into monetary flow of the economy. Okay, so it's only been around for about 100 years. Uh, yes. That's interesting. Um, I'm guessing there was something like money laundering before that, but we didn't really have yeah. a term for it or a way of catching it. The term money laundering is said to have its own origins from the mafia's own ownership of laundromats in the U.S. Uh, in the 1920s and okay. 1930s. So a little less than 100 years ago, the mafia used literally like clothes washing places as money laundering hubs. Uh, or criminals were making so much money from extortion, prostitution, <coughs> gambling, and brutal gang, they needed to show a, legi a legitimate source of money. That's okay. why they money That's laundering. why they do it. Yeah. So it looks legitimate. 
All right, cool. Well, we'll catch up with you guys in a couple weeks then. Thank you. Welcome back. We are in crime, criminals, and lawmen class. I'm here with Adnan and Julian. They are partners on this semester-long project, and they are talking about which crime are you talking about? Kidnapping. Kidnapping. <clears throat> a very happy topic to have, I guess. That's interesting. Thank you, thank you. Uh, why, why kidnapping? Why was that the one you chose? Because we want to know what happens to the kidnappers after and during the process. Okay. Julian, same thing? Yeah, and what happened? How do like the people in the situation feel? Okay. Uh, and so what, do you have a definition for kidnapping? It's the un- unlawful way of, like, Forcing someone against his will to come with you. Unlawful way of forcing someone to come with you. It's fairly simple. Um, and what are some interesting things that you've discovered about kidnapping since we've started this? It happens all around the world, and there's different types of sentences for what. Like it depends how much. Like do you use guns or any way to threaten the person? Or because most of the time. Will get kidnapped by their family. Interesting. Do you have a statistic for that, or does it just say most? Interesting. Okay. Um, and let's see. What What else do I want to ask you? What um, what kinds of experts would you like to talk to? Uh, FBI, police FBI, stations. FBI, police stations. Uh, people who have been a victim of this thing, of this crime, such as you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you already have a list of people that you'd like. These are all. Oh, people who are. These are all victims. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kinds of things would you be asking victims about? Victims, like how it felt. How did the kidnapper threaten them? Okay, so what actually happened? Yeah. And then what did it feel like? What else? How they get away or. Yeah, how, how did they get away, or how did the kidnapper get caught? Mm. Okay, so when we're talking about the preventative people like uh, FBI and police, what do you want to know from them? What kinds of... Like, how many kidnappers actually escaped, the pro- like, escaped after kidnapping? Okay. Like, what are the worst cases of kidnapping they've seen or heard of? And when you say worst cases, what do you mean? Like, is that like the most people or... No, like what they did to the victim. Okay. Death or something like that. We can talk about. Okay. Um, does... <clears throat> if the person dies, it's still considered kidnapping, yes? Yeah, kidnapping plus murder. Kidnapping plus murder. So it's not a different word yeah. necessarily. Um, okay. So... Would you say, have you found out if that happens more often, or is it just kidnapping that happens more often? No, mostly they kill the victim for like, so they don't have like much evidence of how, okay. like who is it and why. Okay. Have you found any uh, reasons for why? Mostly because like the, the families for mostly of that, because like they might have like a conflict between each other. Or, or they want money. Yeah. Like they... Keep them like as hostage so they can get money from the parents. 
Okay. So that might be another thing, too, to talk about, like, hostage-taking. More so even than kidnapping. Cool. All right, and what else do you want to learn? What's the next thing you want to learn about with kidnapping? I mean, I think we, like, we're going to cover everything in this semester, so... Well, it is in this semester. I mean, like, in the next couple weeks, what, uh, what are some new things that you want to learn? Like... The positions of the uh, victims, like where were they? Okay. How, how like how the how the kidnappers keep them still? How like how to escape from it? Okay. I see on your Chromebook there you got the word Stockholm syndrome. What's that? Have you learned about that or did you just type that? Uh, kind of type that. Okay. That should be an interesting thing to learn about as well. Yeah. So. I'll leave it there, um, and we will pick up with you guys in a couple weeks and see what we've learned. Okay. Okay. Greetings, Bat. Welcome back. We are in crime, criminals, and lawmen class. I'm sitting here with Sajid and Akira. Hi. They have Hello. a couple projects that they want to talk about. I'm going to start with Akira. What is your project on? Human trafficking. Human trafficking. What exactly are you trying to do or trying to learn about this? Just what it is and, like, people who have done it or and, like, just, like, facts about it. And just learn more about what it actually is. Okay. And Saja, what is, what is your project over? Um, assassins. Assassins. What are you trying to, what is, what's something you've learned so far that is interesting? Well, assassins like to kill certain people, like, due to religious reasons or governmental issues that they don't agree with. So they would, like, kill the president, for example. Okay, what is, what does assassination actually mean? Like, do you have an actual definition that you've come up with for that? Nope. All no? I know is, like, it's a, where someone kills someone without trying to get noticed, like, I don't know. Okay. Akira, what, is, what do you have an actual definition for human trafficking? Um, it's the trade of human um, for labor, marriage, slavery, or... And some other stuff some we other can't talk about. Can't sure. Talk about. Um, and what is something... Interesting might not be the right word. What's something but intriguing or interesting that you have learned about human trafficking? Um, well, I've learned that there's a lot of different kinds of human trafficking, like forced labor and like just a lot more forced marriage. I, mm. I didn't know that was, well, I knew like forced labor was in that like kind of, um, what's the word? That realm, I guess. That realm, yeah. but like I didn't know like that was just. That it is actually yeah. considered. Yeah. Human trafficking. Okay. So just how expansive that word is has yeah. been interesting to you. Okay. Um, Sajid, what, uh, what do you want to learn about assassinations? What's, if you had your choice over the next week to research anything on assassinations, what would you choose? I would um, find, try to find out exactly who came up with the idea of assassination 
and why they do such things. I know, like, usually it's for political and governmental issues, but, like, why assassination of all the things it could have done? Okay. That's my question. Cool. Let's hear it. Um, I want to learn more about the people who are doing this, because, like, whenever you, like, search, like, famous human traffickers, you you don't really see people pop up. You just see, like, definition or, like, what it mm. is. Okay, so some more, like, uh, case studies of, like, individual, yeah, like, the bad guys? Yeah, this? you usually hear, like, the victim's story, but you don't hear about, like, who did it. Hmm, okay. Uh, Sajid, uh, well, one of the things that we're trying to do in this project is contact experts in the field who might know something more than we know and maybe a little better than what the internet can tell us. What... Who are the kinds of people that you want to talk to and what can they offer us? What I want to talk to is someone who has dealt with an assassin. Like a guy who has hired an assassin specifically hmm. or someone or like someone that has used to be an assassin or is already in jail that I can contact through the police. Okay. If I can contact one of those, I'm pretty sure I'll be good. Yeah. For the what kinds of things would you ask a former assassin? I would ask, like, why did they assassin this certain person? Or, like, who came up with the idea? Who hired you? All of the questions, like... Okay, just kind of how it works. How it works, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's a word that we all kind of know, but we don't really know what that all that entails, I guess. Okay, Akira, same question. Who would you want to contact and what would you want to ask them or talk to them about? Ours is kind of weird, but we have there's this YouTuber named Shane Doss and he does a lot of stuff like this and he knows a lot about it. And I feel like he would be easier to contact than a person who is actually um, done, has dealt with human trafficking or like an officer or something like that or a detective. I feel like he would be easier to contact. We do also have, like, a human trafficking hotline, but I don't think we're going to contact that because I feel like they're going to think that we have a case or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what kinds, of, what kinds of things do you think <clears throat> specifically that you would want to learn from Shane Dawson? Um, like, probably more of what it is and if he knows any people who have been in those situations or because he's like kind of like a conspiracy theorist, but then he knows a lot of facts and knows a lot of people. So to see what he knows. Okay. If you could talk to a survivor or a victim, what, what kinds of things would you want to know from them? If it was a, a survivor. Um, probably, like, what was, what was the, um, like, how did they feel, and, like, uh, how long were they, like, captured, or, like, yeah. and if there was, um, I don't know the word. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like 
like a where it keeps continuing like a, a pattern of like mm. did they do the same things every day or was it like different of what the people made you do okay very nice uh and Isaji, one last thing um with assassinations you want to talk mostly to people who have, who are on the criminal side of it yes yeah you want to get in touch with like the police in order to find those people essentially yes um what <clears throat> what about finding people on the other side on the preventive side of this that would also be good but here's the thing if i were to try to contact the police I think they would assume that I have an emergency and they would come to the school and or my house, depending on when I contact them. Yeah. Where, so like, but if I could contact the police, I would. If I could find, like, someone who survived an attempted assassination, then I could, I would also like to contact them. Hmm. Okay. I think there's somebody in the other class that has found a couple of police stations in the U.S. that have email, like email us your questions or your inquiries or whatever. It's not a emergency hotline. I, I agree with you that contacting the police is a little scary, but I think there's a way we can do that. Same with you, Akira. I think there's people both at places like the FBI or consulates or like because that would be an interesting like embassies probably know plenty about human trafficking as well and there's an embassy here and i'm sure it takes has an email address that you can just ask questions so um we'll leave it at that today and we'll catch up with you guys in a couple weeks and see where we are okay